0: Okay Greg, I have an idea for you. So you know how everyone loves Star Wars and they were doing these whole new movies with BB-8, Kylo Ren and everyone else. So I'm gonna take on a different path. We're gonna talk about the story of how the Death Star plans got into Princess Leia's hands but it's gonna have all the things that you, you love like characters with no feeling and a sassy robot and so many planets you can't keep track of and no title scrawls, uh, um, you're gonna have, like, just, just characters everywhere! There's so many- AND THEY'RE ALL GONNA DIE, GREG! And okay, you gonna okay. cry? I, I have some notes, Colin. Welcome to I Have Some Notes. This is the movie podcast where we take uh, movies that have made a lot of money and are critical successes, but they're not successes in I, uh, our eyes because they're not that good. Well, they might be that good. Well, we will find out today. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beaver. I'm Liam Kreswick. And I'm Scotty Bourgeois. Tonight on the podcast from our brand new uh, I Have Some Notes uh, studios here in the Pacific Ocean where we move just a little bit further west and down <laughs> Edmonton. We are floating <laughs> on a raft. Uh, also in the background, Anita Bourgeois. There we go, who will be heckling us throughout the evening, and other cast of characters may be joining us as well. Today we're going to talk about the first of 900 million standalone Star Wars movies, Rogue One at Star
1: Wars Story. This uh, came out uh, was it just it was just last year 2016? Uh, I watched Moulin stuff. Rouge. I'm sorry. No, oh, no. I bet no, no. you said I just read Rouge and <laughs> read Rogue. And, Rouge uh, one. Sorry, guys. If you guys want to so, talk Baz Luhrmann and Nicole Kidman, I'm your guy. But otherwise, no. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, we're <laughs> gonna do a, a Rouge podcast now. So we
0: can we can talk about you and McGregor. Kind of, sort of. Uh, actually, one mm-hmm. well, of a few people wasn't in this one. But uh, well, yeah, this is the yeah, this is the, the the first of the standalone Star Wars movies, which are not supposed to be connected into the The episode narrative—it's just kind of like a standalone Uh, thing—and this is going to be, you know, basically tells the story of how the rebels got the plans for the Death Star to blow it into little itty bits. Uh, The first Death
2: Star. The first Death Star. Yeah, Death Star One.
0: Death Star. We call it Death. We are version 1.0 yes okay it had
2: some bugs yeah <laughs> bugs. we'll Keys. get into. some very, very specific flaws
0: <laughs> 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 some 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 yeah some little things on uh directed by gareth edwards or who who gareth sorry gareth edwards who previously directed the uh, godzilla oh. uh, which we're gonna do and i have some notes one of these days Eventually, i think Eventually. it might be which godzilla one, actually well, uh 2014 2014 yeah and he did monsters and monsters is actually oh. a great film yeah there we go uh, starred Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, uh, Riz Ahmed, Ben Mendel- Mendelsohn, Donnie Yen, Mads Mikkelsen, Alan Tudyk, Chan Wen, and Forrest Whitaker in a huge, huge cast. And Jimmy Smith, which made me angry, but I'll get to that a little bit <laughs> Uh The movie made, uh, on a budget of $200 million, it made a paltry, paltry $1.056 billion With the B. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, saying, that's like he's saying there's gonna be some Star Trek, Star Wars sequels. That's yeah. like I, I kind of hope they do a sequel to this movie.
2: That's going to lunch money, with, yeah. for Disney. Yeah, like, yeah. that's Same walking way. around change. Yeah. That was
1: rent February.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. So yeah, so this um, yeah, so we'll we'll talk about just a little bit, kind of like the like, kind of like plot and the story, then we'll kind of get into uh, you know what we what we liked, what we didn't like. Yep, and uh, go from there. So Greg Bieber. yes. General thoughts, or do you want me to summarize the plot? Uh, well, maybe we can do We should start with a summary. Yeah, so so let's kind of summarize it. So basically this story is about uh, the main character, your protagonist, as it will, is Jen Erso. Jen Erso,
2: who is the daughter of the lead engineer of the
1: Death Star? Uh,
2: I think he's just the lead engineer of the Super Laser. It's a little unclear to me.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: But he's definitely a, a mucky muck working on the Death Star. Yeah, yeah.
1: One uh, of the higher. I ups actually, at any rate. I, I did on May the Fourth. I did pub trivia that was all Star Wars related. Looked up his full title and it was like advanced weapons mechanics at uh, something like that. And that was one of the trivia questions, and no one got it right. And then I realized I just took that off Wikipedia, and at no point is it mentioned in the movie.
2: Right. <laughs> so, it's probably in the novelized version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's some sort of
1: long-winded like advanced weapons engineer specialist for the de- you know the yeah. Part like yeah, yeah, needs a, a good key. long title.
0: Yeah something like that
1: so yeah so so uh, that's
0: played by flisty jones so uh, essentially her character is um uh her father is sort of kind of re-kidnapped by ben Mendelssohn. yeah he like got tired evil. of working on
2: the death star because yeah. he realized kind of what it represented and so he ran off to live uh an idyllic agrarian lifestyle on some mm-hmm. grassy planet somewhere mm-hmm. and then uh
0: growing blue milk
2: yep Growing some blue milk. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then the Empire shows back up with uh, special director, what's-his-face, Critic, uh, Krennic. Krennic, yeah. Krennic. And he kind of Good re-recruits league. him by shooting his wife and kidnapping him. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, and by the way, a...
0: can you please help me with this
1: Death Star? <laughs> yes. <You can> <laughs> uh,
2: and then Jin manages to get away and gets picked up by her dad's old friend Saw Gerrera, who's a rebellion man. Yeah. And uh, then we smash cut to, like, 20 years later.
0: Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's in jail, and then all you know, the, the rebels kind of break her out because there has been a, an Imperial pilot who has defected who says he has a message from uh, Galen or so. It's, yeah, her dad. Yeah. About how about the, the Empire is building this giant, terrible superweapon with the power to destroy planets, and so they're... And the rebellion
2: that... is a little skeptical
0: about this. Yeah, kind of, sort of, yeah.
2: They're like, yeah, that sounds a little far-fetched. Yeah. And your dad is kind of a known Imperial collaborator. Yes. So.
0: Then yeah. they test the, the Death Star on a... Uh, uh, a temple. A, temple. temple city. Yeah. Temple city. Uh, temple city. Yeah. Uh, blows it up really good. Blows it up. Then all the ur- the rebels are like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, what do we do? And they decide to do nothing, mm. except for Jane Orso, who says, no, we should rebel. This is our chance, because she's... Uh, Found a message from her dad that basically says, Oops, I built a little flaw that if you shoot a thingy in this thingy, it blows up.
2: Yeah, so we've we've kind of gone a little ahead. Yeah. Um, The pilot got into the hands of Saw, the the rebel man from before, who's now much older and super radicalized. Like, he is full-on terrorist now that even the Rebellion doesn't want anything to do with. So they recruit her because she still has a link to him, and they think that she can get the pilot or at least the information from him. And he's on the desert planet, the Death Star like, wings in its test shot. Yeah. And uh, they manage to get the information, but uh Sagarera the, the rebel man, gets blown up by the Death Star. Along yeah. with and the they message. Along with the message. Yeah. So they, they realize that they need to get her dad himself in order to get the message back to the rebels, so they'll believe it. So they go to another planet and uh, try to get him back from, basically, the manufacturing facility that he's designing at. The-
0: amazon warehouse where he's being uh
2: but the, the but the the rebel captain who's been helping her this whole time cassian has a secret side mission to kill her father yes and so this is where this drama kind of comes to a head because he has to make the decision is he going to pull the trigger and be the bad guy or is he going to trust her that uh her dad is on the up and up yeah and then the rebels show up and blow up yeah and
0: then, then the rebels are <laughs> screwing up and kill everybody
2: and, uh, and the movie's and, over. Oh, no, wait, no,
0: there's more. And, and, then, oh, wait, we
2: moved, <laughs> and yeah. then we move...
0: only halfway. And then we
2: move to the oh, Rebellion, yeah. and that's where the Rebellion decides that they are going to heroically do absolutely nothing. Yeah.
0: They're like, nap, dibs out, and then yep. they kind of scatter so away. And then Jenneros over leads a ragtag group of rebels... To steal rebel the plans, rebels. rebel rebels. Yeah. <laughs> they're rebels from the rebels. <laughs>
1: they're a rebel rabble, but not the same kind of rebels from the rebels that Saul Guerrero was. No, with. no, no right. they're yeah, different, that, different rebel rebels. Rebel rebels. There are
2: so many different rebel factions in this movie. You Whoa,
1: guys. Give it to the Empire. They got brand consistency. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah.
2: Say what you will about the Emperor, but at least he got <laughs> the trains yeah, moving. Outside. he's got his
1: finger on the trigger. He knows what's
0: happening. With so all his troops. <laughs> yeah, so they so they go off to another planet yet again to steal the actual plans. For the Death Star. But this uh, plans are surrounded by a planet. Surrounded by an energy field. Damn these energy fields. Yeah. yeah. An, big uh, energy energy fields. an energy field that looks suspiciously like the dome around the planet in uh, Spaceballs. Uh, a
2: little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, <laughs> think yeah. think of that? Might be a little reverse tip of the hat back yeah. to Spaceballs there. Well done. No,
1: yeah. done. the With the B subplot might I add of Credic uh, or whatever the guy's name is. Really wanting credit.
2: Yeah, to the credit. Point where credit
1: yeah. I, I was like, did yeah. they name him to have his boy his name sound like credit? Cuz yeah. his whole character yeah. is based on wanting credit. Yeah, yeah he Death wants
2: Star. he feels like he's being shut out by Tarkin and Vader and all these other mucky-mucks who are kind of claiming responsibility for the Death Star when he was really the the mastermind behind it. Yeah. And uh so that's kind of he's running around trying to get Accolades. I don't know. Yeah, accolades and, wants, and, and, he and he remain wants, in control. He
1: wants. He wants a whiter cape. I think. It, yes. <laughs> he wants a bigger hat and more and more square, yeah, buttons, and more, square and more buttons. More stuff so, on his chest. Maybe more, some epaulets. More, more Jolly
0: Ranchers on his uniform. <laughs> <probably. Yeah>. He <laughs> so <laughs> he's in the equivalent of uh, of the uh, the the restaurant the manager that has all the flair. Oh in yeah, the office yeah. Office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> He is probably the most ostentatious Imperial officer we've seen in a film so far. Yeah. And, and that's actually, saying something.
0: There was, actually, there was actually the point where, where they're kind of gathered in like the, the control room when they, when they first blow up uh, the, the city on Jeddah, And I just like, kind of this look at the moment. It's like everyone's wearing your, your kind of like drab Imperial garb with like your, your shiny boots and stuff like that. But there's Credit in his white, flowy jacket and his white, flowy cape and just like...
2: He stands out in He the stands craft.
0: out a lot. He's, a little it, too maybe. Much.
2: Maybe that ties into his desire for credit. That's why he dresses yeah. so different from everyone. I want to mm-hmm. buy a dress brightly. People everyone will notice me. Exactly. Exactly. Dress
1: for success. Dress for the job you own, not the <laughs> yes. job you have. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so they get to Scarif, the planet with these plans, and uh, basically this, this ragtag rebel rabble has to go down and try to steal it by themselves, but uh, when they start the attack, word gets back to the Rebels that there's an attack going on, and the Rebel fleet basically is just like, we're all in, and they go against the orders of the Rebel Council, they just fly over and start shooting up Star Destroyers, and uh, giving them support, and uh, spoiler alert, they steal the Death Star plans. (laughs) Uh, But everyone dies. Yeah. Basically everyone dies. And then they give it to CGI Princess Leia. And uh, and that directly leads into the beginning of Star Wars Episode 4, the end.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's get let's get some let's get some general thoughts, starting with you, Gregory. Um, this, uh, you know, I don't hate this movie, but I do definitely hate parts of it. Okay. And most of those parts involve direct references to the original Star Wars trilogy. And that's that's the part that really starts to get my goat uh, through most of it, like the the unnecessary cameo of R two D two and C three P O, the all all the, or the addition of or the re animating of uh, Peter Cushing, <laughs> Pol- uh, Pol- Pol- polar express <laughs> target <Turkin. laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he fell right into the uh, right into the unc- uncanny valley and hit every fucking rock all the way down, <laughs> yeah.
1: The person I saw that with, so she had never seen A New Hope until the day before we went and saw Rogue One in theaters. And so I'm like, well, we got to watch New Hope. Yeah. So we watch it, and then we're watching Rogue One, and I'm like, oh man, they CGI'd Peter Cushing in there. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that, that's CGI. And she's like, well, it looks so real. I'm like, he was 70 in the 70s. Like, yeah, Do you think yeah. he's still like... <laughs> and then she like focused her eyes just oh I see it now and so I mean to their credit if you
2: weren't really you know, yeah, I'd paying heard, attention I've uh,
1: heard some people say that like they thought it was spot
0: on and I was like you can't be how serious how can you be serious yeah, yeah it was
2: I will say this in the theater the first time I saw it I thought it was really really good mm-hmm. re-watching it on high def like blu-ray quality on my home TV mm-hmm. It was like, oh yeah, no, I see it now.
0: Like, yeah. Perhaps it's, the uh, 3D goggles. Obstructed maybe, maybe did something.
2: Right, yeah. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. But it was definitely like, yeah, I can, you can, see it. you can see. Like, they're definitely, they're, they're
0: getting there. Yeah, and we, we will get to the point where,
2: like, in the next ten years, we're gonna have a seamless yes. dead actor brought back to life. Right, yeah. like Robin so, Williams will be starring in a new film sometime yeah, in ten right. years. And,
0: um, What's-his-name from Fast and the Furious will return in Fast and Oh, the yeah, furious Paul 20. Walker! <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> be in what a la- use of technology power. that will be. <laughs> Bro, fast cars. <laughs> uh, where was I? No, I? I think I'm done with my general thoughts. i got lots more to get to, but we yeah. don't want to
1: overstuff. Yeah, well, as a general one, the thing that I found the most interesting about this whole movie... Was and what I the compliment that I want to give it excellent, like world building set design and costumes. Absolutely, like they had to stick with the ridiculous 70s, you know, costuming and technology and the way all the tech and all the costumes and all the the world looks in a new hope. They did a really good job of honoring that without making it look like a period piece. Like we got a bunch of seventy sci-fi costumes for these guys. They like yep. ma- yeah. even right down to even though they have Jolly Ranchers for like medals on their yeah. Imperial things. I'm like, no, oh, that actually all checks out. The technology looked really cool. Like they yeah. they use the like green on black really well. Um, like the you know, yeah. It's just I, yeah. that was the one thing I liked the most. Was Did you like,
0: notice those Jolly Ranchers on their their for their pips had like texture to them? Yeah. Yeah, they had like is like they were like speckled somehow. So I like there was like a very subtle way of making it not look like a piece of a hunk of 70s plastic yeah. that they sort of just
1: glued on yeah. or yeah that that and the like the sort of tron looking screens where like back in the 70s the computers yeah. would have you know just been you know black background with one or two colors yeah. they yeah. they used that and made it look like modern future technology yeah. it was i that was my favorite part of the whole movie was yeah. the aesthetic it's point it's a good point
0: that's didn't feel like they're going forward and trying to like turn back the clock like you can't do in like the Star Trek movies and stuff. And yeah. It's like, well, okay, we can't go yep. back to the 60s. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can't you can't undo the uh, the pile of iPads that the <laughs> card <laughs> usually has in front yeah. of them. Yeah.
2: Um, I I agree with the general consensus. The movie is good. It could be better, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Um I a hundred percent agree with Liam on the set design. It looked like Star Wars a New Hope. Like, Yavin 4 looks the same. Um, I really liked how they used unused footage of Gold Leader and Red Leader from Episode 4 in this movie so that you had the consistency with some of the characters. Um, I do find it interesting, seeing as they recast Mon Mothma and General Dodonna, why not recast Tarkin? Yeah. Why not find someone who looks and sounds enough like Peter Cushing that it's passable, and then just... Have someone play it?
0: Yeah, actually, I was even reading that like um, the uh, for the two characters. Actually, the, the the actor they used for like to kind of like, stand in for Tarkin, they actually used his voice. So it was actually so he actually did the voice of Tarkin. Huh. Whereas with um, for you know for Princess Leia, they actually just used old audio from a previous Star Wars movie. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, which he has like one or two lines. Yeah. yeah, and I'm
2: and I'm fine with CGI Carrie Fisher at the end. Yeah, yeah. you can't get around that really. But yeah. for Tarkin, I think they could have maybe found a, a close enough body double that yeah they could have done what they did with again Mon Mothma in General Dodonna. I, I, I always had uh, new guys playing.
0: I always I always kind of thought that like Tarkin mm-hmm. and like uh, the Lannister dad from Game of Thrones were the same actor anyway. So I think was just <laughs> yeah gonna, like, yeah that guy would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. like a yeah, yeah. Charles, dance? Audience, yeah, Charles Dan, dance. Yeah, Charles dance. He kind of I think he has a similar voice. Too, yeah. So he, yeah, now yeah, that I think I about it would have been pretty I wouldn't seen have
2: minded it. seeing Charles Dance's Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. You know, I'd have been I'd been down with it. Well all right then is no. Um, I I don't think the characters were that bad. I mean, we don't get a lot of time with them. My big beef with the movie is kind of the middle act on the planet Edu. Yeah. Okay. Which I think is superfluous. Yep. Yeah. Nothing happens. Yeah. And that would be my biggest beef with the film. But I would uh,
1: agree. Yep. That was my
2: <laughs> and uh, but otherwise pretty solid. Pretty solid for a Star. There are much worse Star Wars movies. <laughs>
0: this is very, very true. Three, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> At least three. Yeah. <laughs> the bar, the bar goes very high, but it goes very low. Yeah, a star Wars there's movie. a big
2: bell curve yes, for Star right. Wars. In uh, fact,
1: I would, I would almost wonder if there's how many hands six, seven. Oh, there's eight of them now. I was wondering if there was an odd number. Would this be the dead middle? Like there
2: are as many yeah, better as me, there this are is worse. The
1: fifth best Star <laughs> Wars movie. Yeah.
2: out of nine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so below Force Awakens. And the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought. I thought. I the. I. I kind of go back and forth. With the movie. Like. I. I like a lot of parts of it. Well, Some parts I don't like. My biggest problem with it is that I feel like there's, um, uh, as as per my preamble and start show. I think there's way too many characters in the movie. Um. I think. I think. You know, Well. I'll kind of get this. In kind of my notes. But I think if you if you chopped off, you know, just kind of make it made it uh, about you know three or four core characters. And not having,
2: but here's my counter to that. Okay, Star Wars: A New Hope. Yep. Luke. Yep. Leia. Han. Chewbacca. R two. Three PO. Yep. And uh, Obi-Wan. Vader and Obi Wan. Right. That's those are your main characters in that movie. Right. You would even throw in Tarkin. You've got nine characters right there yep. who all have stuff going on. Yeah. And who you all get to know.
0: Right. Well, here's my counter to your counter. Okay. As we go back and forth, uh, the the like the like the like the rebel group that's on the ship, you don't really get. You don't really get to know them that much. That's mm-hmm. and, and I, I will grant you that. And so, like, so I kind of, I kind of feel like that you can keep, you know, like, yeah, you can keep Tarkin and, and like the, the 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 evil rebel commanders and all other stuff. That's fine. I just kind of wish that the like that like the Rogue One group was half as big, so that you have, so that you
2: had maybe a little more time with each other. Yeah, so, and also, yeah.
0: and so you also you can you can actually kind of explore to see, you know. Who's who's explore you know the relationships between them all because you never really get to do that. It's just you just kind of put a bunch of people together. And you're like, okay, that guy has a giant laser machine gun. That guy's a ninja. Uh, blind ninja. Blind, blind ninja. Sassy robot. Uh, you know, pilot who wears goggles on his head the whole time. But that's
1: it. You don't really get to. Like really it, know anyone? That whole group, the and it's weird because I really liked. I think it's Cherit Unwe or whatever his name is, and then the the yeah. guy, the, the other guy, his friend with the gun. Yeah, so it's like gun guy and yeah, gun quasi, guy, ninja guy, yeah, quasi Jedi guy. Um, it felt like they were making a Dungeons and Dragons party. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like we need a monk and a barbarian yeah. to round out our party. Yeah, right. And I was like, well, that just don't okay. Well, it's... they didn't bring
2: along a healer, so they're clearly yeah. not optimizing.
1: <laughs> on, on, I agree
0: with you, Colin. I, I think that like the, the the parts of this movie that really don't work for me are, are are basically born from poor character development overall. Like we 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 get a little bit of time with each character, but not nearly enough to really care so much about them when, when they the all sacrifice each other yeah, exactly, themselves yeah. in the end and that that that's that really for this movie to work it, it you really need to to give a shit about each character in some way and like the 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 one character that seems to work the most is K2SO when yeah. he dies that's that's the one that has the most punch because he was one of the characters who had some charm to him, I yeah, like, you know, and 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 Jin Urso and 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 um, Cassian Cassian whatever. I didn't feel anything when they were on the beach and yeah. and well, and that, and I I was like eh. and that's kind of that's kind of where that where that thought came from is that you know so when they they see that they're going to be on this planet that's going to get destroyed because the Death Star is shooting at it, yeah, and they kind of have this kind of like this kind of embrace like oh gosh we're the last two people you know we we've completed our mission but we're doomed you're kind of like eh. Did they embrace? Like things? Yeah, you? like they, um, yeah, they kind of, kind of hug. this just kind of like we did this. Yeah, but it was See, a, I don't, I, didn't, I don't, I don't buy was, them enough together as like to even have an even embrace. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's not even it's, a romance, I think, but I think, a friendship. And I think, and I think, yeah. and, I think that, and I think, and that's, I think, that's where the that's where the fly is, right? Is that yeah. you don't Star Wars works really well when you have all this really cool. Uh, like you know, uh, you know, space stuff and adventure and design and aliens, all that stuff. You also have like some characters you actually kind of give. Well, the, the space, space about. stuff is all a backdrop to the characters that you that you like. Yeah, to I spend believe time called storytelling.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I will say one thing I do like about uh, the third act is when they're when uh, they realize that nobody nobody in the rebellion is going to help them to get the Death Star plans, and they decide to go on the mission by themselves. And Cassian gets together like a group of guerrilla fighters and assassins yeah. who are all like, we're, we're down for this. There's an implicit and unspoken understanding with all the characters that they're going on a suicide mission. Yeah. Like they know they're not coming back from this. Yeah. And it's it's not something that the script just spells out like, we're all going to die. Yeah. It's subtle, and I thought it was ticket. well played. I yeah. thought it was really well done. There's Gravitas yeah. without it being like all up in your yeah. face about
1: it. And clear motivation too. They're like, this is all we've ever known. I've been yeah. fighting this war since I was six. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, no. Why would I quit now? Like, like they,
2: I- they know they're going to sacrifice themselves for the greater good, and and yeah. they don't get all up... they don't get preachy about it yeah. I guess would be the yeah. best way to put it. And yeah. I liked that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about what we want to keep and what we've cut. Let's actually go back around the table. We'll start with you, Scott.
2: Well, I'd cut the second act on Planet Edu completely because okay. again nothing happens yeah. um, it's, it's a superfluous side trip and it kind of clutters the movie and if you cut it out you could have more happen on Jeddah or on Scarif and maybe get an opportunity for your characters to have more to do together yeah. mm-hmm. um, or even have a couple quiet moments because that yeah. does happen in the original Star Wars movies too yeah. it's not non-stop action yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel that cluttered the plot a little bit like it was, it was really an unnecessary side quest. Um, other no, than that, there, though, I mean,
0: there is a there's a there's a fairly important plot point. But that plot there, point could, could have happened moved. elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. It could be moved. Like, which one are you referring to?
2: Yeah, That's her her father dying. And uh, I, yeah, we'll talk. So they get to be, we'll yeah. talk about that later when we get to the stuff that we change to yeah. make the movie better. But I have an idea for how they could do that. Okay. But that 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 would be my big change overall. Like, I I don't think the cast is necessarily too big. I think maybe they could have just had more time to do stuff with them.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Fair enough.
2: Liam? Uh, I would
1: have uh, wanted to see more Saul Guerrero. I liked Forest Whitaker's really? character a lot. Just
2: you... the way that he
1: talked <laughs> was interesting. <laughs> I like
2: that there's a weird parallel between him and Vader, too. Because he's also this man who's been reduced to being like a cyborg with a life support system who's who's like an extremist on the other side now. He's become what he hates. Yeah, I love it. And and the fact that like I mean I hadn't thought of that, but
1: Vader's the closest Star Wars comparison that you can make. Where so like in Force Awakens and in this, it's like oh Cassian is our Han, Um, uh, uh, Jyn Erso is is our is our our, uh, Luke. Like it's it's a very like one to one. And it yeah. literally in Force sassy, Awakens. Sassy robot to a sassy robot. Yeah, or, you know, and so I'm like, oh, I don't know that there are a lot of other characters like Saul Guerrera in the Star Wars universe, um, or like other movies I've seen. Like I said, the, I felt like the monk and the the other guy felt like they're rounding out a D and D party, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, ah, these are just these could, these could have been any any assholes. Like it could have been a yeah. it could have been a, a, a Wookie and a, a, a literal Jedi or something. You know and, what they, mean? Like, and they
2: and they join the group in kind of the D and D cliche way too, yeah. where it's just like, oh, you guys oh, up? You guys don't appear to have a wizard in your party. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps I will join you now. Yeah. Like. Um, so yeah, Solgaret when especially when he, well met. he dies before <laughs> halfway through the movie, I was like, he
1: was the only character I was like engaged to watch. And the fact that he's kind of an asshole, like he he you know drives the pilot insane with his weird fucked up monster. Yeah, he's guy. like yeah, he you know, like, or whatever he's like, Yeah, I was like like I wanted to see like he him and all his boys die, and I'm like oh I would have rather have saw. Let's put it this I mean I know this is like a what would I have changed, but I'm gonna kind of put it in here because I just thought of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you say oh, like, oh the rebels just show up. Yeah. Later, and I'm like, Saul Guerrero and the boys should have showed up. Um, instead of him dying with all his friends on Jeddah, like, they yeah. should have been the ones to show up and blow up the uh, the, the bubble around the planet. Yeah, um, would have been much more engaging than the. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that's a what change, but I just thought of that. Yeah, no, you, you can still use it again. That's cool. okay. you, you can keep it Um back. So yeah, I, I would do. I want to see more Saul Guerrero, and I wanted to see less of that second act. <laughs> the whole, just the fact that it like. First of all, I just found it, like, weirdly convenient that, um, credit, uh, drags out the scientists and Galen onto this big open platform to make a big show of, like, who betrayed me finger-pointing. Yeah. And they're doing it... As we've described
2: before, he is a man who wants a lot of attention. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but, so, like, it's pouring rain, they're standing on a helicopter pad, pointing fingers over who's to blame for betrayal... Well, it's they're only outside so that Cassian can take a right. shot, as, as
0: opposed to be like, "Okay, guys, meeting in
1: boardroom." D. Exactly, <laughs> that, that whole conversation should have happened inside, not outside in the rain. But yeah, if it was inside then nobody true. could have actually, yeah, I was actually
0: it. thinking about that. Actually, I was thinking like, don't they have like, do they have no office space? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like,
2: oh, <laughs> <well, the laughs> Vader book. They were the all out. For, <laughs> Vader, <laughs> they were all out for a smoke break, and that's when he showed up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Vader's doing some safety
2: training. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's, some, there's some HR. There's we we HR meeting. We, we were happens.
2: joking while we were watching the movie that uh, it, what is it with the Empire and, like, bottomless pits and no guardrails? Like, <laughs> credit goes to Vader's, like, lava mansion and, like, he meets yeah. him on a platform with bottomless pits and yeah. no handrails. They, they go to... Uh, Scarif, and they're on like bridges with no handrails, and it's just like, why does the Empire just it, like have no OSHA
1: compliance? You, know <laughs> you know what's
0: funny about that is the only the only Bottoms Pit that has a handrail is the one that the Emperor dies That's true. on. <laughs> and of course, the Emperor's so, room would have handrails. So I'm going to totally rip off uh, like um, the Family Guy Star Wars, where they actually have the two characters who are actually in the tunnel where the laser goes by. Because they always have those two guys that are huddling. Like, mm-hmm. yep. You even like, see them in this movie. Yeah, and he's like, and they're like, they're like, uh, do you know, I, I said we asked for a rail. They, said, they said no. Do you know why? Why? Because they we'd be leaning on. Him. So, <laughs> the Empire doesn't want people leaning
2: on the handbag. <laughs> right. But the I emperor in his room is allowed to lean on a hand. You got time
1: pass. to lean. You got time to impress the galaxy. Yeah? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Have you read the Shakespearean Star Wars? No, no. There's a there's a scene in the first one. Uh, a, little, a little side extra bit that they put in where the two guards are discussing the lack of handrail. Oh, and it's all know. in Shakespearean text. And it basically boils down to uh, like, we're not a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need handrails. Ah.
0: Handrails are for rebels.
2: <laughs> Apparently or so. Sorry. Oh, yeah. We I got really, way derailed on yeah, yeah,
1: so I wanted more Saul. So, um, <laughs> don't derail that! Um, yeah, more Saul, so, less of that second act. Uh, and then I have some, yeah. Those are, yeah. And the you know the battle was fine. It was a lot of. If I, I feel like if I wanted to watch a forty five minute giant fight, I'll watch the two towers. But you know, uh,
0: that's a pretty good one. Yeah. That's forty five minute giant fights go. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <if it was laughs> I will the say forty five minute Star Wars giant fights. Like no,
2: two thing. towers though, uh, the the spa- the battle on Scarif and the battle above Scarif were all pretty easy to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was I've seen movie fights and movie wars. Where it's just like I don't even know what's happening. Uh,
0: Transformers went through everything. Yeah, but <laughs>
2: this like it's it's cut together and it's shot well enough that yeah. you can follow all the stages of the fight. Yeah. You know who's you who. What's it's happening exactly? It's well yeah. put together. Yeah,
0: yeah. Greg, what about you? Uh, I would cut Mustafar. I think it's Mustafar. It's the one with did... the lava mansion. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And yeah. Nothing there really happens that that didn't already happen before. I don't think like that. All that like the Vader stuff can just be. Yeah, I, mean, I think... There's it, it, the same scene as as the Grand Moff Tarkin scene just before. Kind of, Where yeah. he takes credit for it, and then he just goes to...
2: Goes to I he goes Vader. to meet Vader. He like, goes over Tarkin's head to Vader, basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So, yeah. unnecessary, and in a way, like, if he... If Vader showed up at the at the very end... And just busted through that door. That would kind of be more of an awesome Vader yeah, yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, having said that, I would also cut basically that entire denouement, because I hated it. <laughs> uh, I, I, the, the thing about Vader busting into that ship uh, when the rebels are like waiting for him, scared, you know, and like it's exactly the same scene as a New Hope. And all I could think of what, during that scene was like, so this happens twice in a row, like the exact <laughs> same way Vader busts in, and all these rebels get cut down. Uh, and I also couldn't really quite understand why Leia would even be there on that ship. Why? Why is she going to Scarif when um, Senator Organa? I guess he's not
2: really senator. Was he talking he went, about sending her to yeah. You
0: wanted to send her to find Obi Wan. So why would you? That's I like. So your risky plan is to send her to a battle first before she
1: can even get <laughs> Well, it. Just so pop, pop by that giant space battle on her way to This is carpool. That's
2: admittedly this is this is me having to think about it because it's not spelled out in the movie. But I'm under the impression that her the Tantive IV was docked with the Rebel flagship at the time. And when the fighting started on Scarif, the Rebel fleet just bugged out and went there to go and support the the mm-hmm. battle. She probably was just carried along. Yeah, yeah. is my un- is was my understanding. So, yeah. but again, it's not clear in the movie that, <laughs> that that's necessarily the case.
0: The other thing this does is like because because like her ship is in this battle, and like the 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 Empire sees that
2: ship. Yeah, Vader literally away. watches her ship leave. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then, so, like, why would she, in A New Hope, why would she ever try and convince Vader that she's on a peaceful mission to Alderaan, like a diplomatic mission? Be yeah. like, he's like,
1: bitch, please, I saw you bleed, <laughs> I saw you run
0: away. Yeah. Which, we, we were in, that way. in like, a
1: way. He's like, I literally just saw you. Yeah. Like, isn't that in the New Hope, or does he no, buy
2: it? No, no, he doesn't buy it. He calls her a liar, and I actually he think are you're,
0: you're you're a liar and a traitor. And, and
2: here's the thing, I think that actually makes Princess Leia more badass, because yeah. she knows that Vader knows that she's lying, uh, and she's still yeah, lying to his no, face about I'm it.
0: <laughs>
1: and, I saw your ship leave, and the that's battle. ballsy to
2: do because Vader is a known badass who does not take shit from people.
1: <laughs> well, he takes a lot of credit shit, like, and "Dude, man, well, I want credit." Yeah. Uh, it's like he chokes him, and he's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, okay." And then,
2: like, has a bad one-liner. Why? Yeah, they all the Vader pun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't, don't choke know. on your ambitions.
0: I just, I didn't, I just didn't feel like I needed. I didn't need them to like hold my hand and yeah. be like, "Oh, the, this is how it connects to a New home. I, I get it. Like, yeah. I I didn't need to see Leia at all. Yeah, that was just, not a good moment. Yeah, if
1: they're like, we have Like, if the the, the um, Mont Calamari guys were like, "We've got it, We've got the plans. Yeah. and then they hug you, know, Cassian and, and not Ray hug uh, and and Jin, then, Jin, whatever it is. Jin. Hug. <laughs> I call her Space Cat. If yeah. Okay, Space yeah. Cat. <laughs> they hug. The planet blows up, and then. Just leave it, yeah, it could have just ended there. Where it's like High five, guys. The Akbar meet, guys, high five. Meet and... you, meet you at the Cantina and Actually, I
2: will note that the Death Star uh, only ever wings two planets in this movie. It doesn't actually blow up any planets, which is oh, I guess in, so, I guess. smartly keeping with canon because Alderaan is the first planet it actually, like, obliterates. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because Tarkin mentions they need a full power test, and that's why they're blowing up Alderaan in the mm. in episode four. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Fair enough. <clears throat> I would also cut Saw's death, like you were saying. And I just. Especially since, like, he, he just dies because he's like, uh, I, he I can't give run up. away. My, he's got robot my legs. whole life is about the, the rebellion, the resistance. Yeah. This is my entire life, but uh, I give up. Yeah. They got me. Like, yeah. And almost killed. Cool. Yeah, I got. Yeah, like, he, he just basically put a just, and... like, at the very least, like, have him sacrifice himself yeah. to save them as they're leaving yeah. or something. Just like, just the idea that like he would just decide to like ah fine, whatever. I mean, I feel like
1: from a storytelling perspective, it was so that they actually well, case okay, so that okay, so they they have him die because he dies with the the hologram of Mad Mickelson. So then they have to take Jin's word for it, um, and that's the whole impetus of that second act. But if they got rid of the second act of having to go get Galen from Eno or Edo or whatever, they could have had Saul live through the whole movie. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And maybe his suit has like cool like gadgets and Iron Man things yeah. in it and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And he could have been our barbarian and our dean yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Way more interesting than the random dreadlock guy.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I would. Yeah, most of what you guys do are,
0: is, I, like I would, you know, I would, uh, you know, cut you know a lot of that stuff as well. I'd also cut Jimmy Smith, just because I don't like to see anyone from the clone from the clone movies from the prequels. In the new ones,
1: I think you just gotta cut that off. Wait, which one is that? I don't. I don't he's remember. the organic. He was a. He's a senator organic. Oh right, right, right. yeah, so, yeah. right, right, right.
0: Yeah, He's in. He's in the the prequels. Right. Which is, or the other, and he gets like a. He gets I was like watching a, a fancy that, like, music, like, music, music like, cue too. Yeah. It's right? yeah, like, like, oh. like. Jimmy Smith am like. Like he was barely in those movies. Yeah. No, here's Jar Jar Binks. Oh man, that would have been a cameo. That would He should have been one of the rebels that like went down and died. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh okay, how about we'll we'll take a break and then we come back we will fix this movie and make it instead of the fifth best Star Wars movie, at least one of the top four.
2: What will you do when they catch you? What will you do if they break you? If you continue to fight
0: some notes we have uh scott liam greg and anita in the background uh today we're uh oh and my name is colin we're uh fixing rogue one a star wars story the first star wars story first of many well all the sequels rogue be one. like rogue two rogue three i uh, hope so the up to Rogue Nine there's,
2: there's like a yoda movie they're pitching is there a, are you yeah. there?
0: okay yeah. really
2: yeah that wasn't a joke. They're actually like a Yoda movies in the works. Aren't they
0: supposed to be doing like Han Solo and Boba Fett? Yeah, movies?
2: there's a Han the, I think the Han Solo movies next. And actually the cast is pretty good.
1: Yeah, because yeah, isn't isn't Donald Glover a young Lando? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yep. yep. That'd be good.
2: And they got the guy from uh, Hail Caesar, who plays Hobie. I can't remember the actor's name. I put myself on the spot. Oh yeah. He's playing guy. Han. He's really good in yeah. Hail Caesar, so I'm kind of excited to see him in, in this.
1: I'm trying to remember who's in Hail Caesar that isn't a celebrity. Like be, uh, it does not
2: matter. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, it'll come to me after we're done recording. Yeah. So this was
1: like Josh Brolin, Spain. Channing Tatum, uh, George Clooney, I don't know.
0: Oh, Channing Tatum has a young man solo,
2: eh? <laughs> Chan Tate's dancing his way through the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I watched that.
0: <laughs> I won the Millennium
2: Falcon in the dancing contest. <laughs> uh, Gets Donald Glover, no less. Yeah. Sure. Uh,
0: so we've talked about what we would uh, keep and cut this movie. Let's talk about what we would do to make this movie. Better, an even better Star Wars movie, the best Star Wars movie we've ever seen, other than the first Star Wars or *Empire Strikes Back*. Oh, this is always <laughs> it? Or you're too open to get worms. Sir. Uh, let's start with you, Greg. What would you, what would you do to make this a better, better, better movie? Well, as I said in the first half, the the characters are kind of like the biggest problem for me because they're they're underdeveloped, and I think basically the movie has a problem, and its name is Erso. Like she's to me, she's a central thing that doesn't work. She's underdeveloped. I feel like she doesn't make a lot of choices throughout the movie. She kind of just goes along with what's happening uh, throughout the film, rather than rather than her having any sort of like journey. Yeah, she just seems like she's on along for the ride. Um, but I kind of try and rest the central conflict of the of the movie on Jin, so. Uh, instead of her just going along with things, uh, have her have her hate the rebellion or or hate that her her father made the choice that she did. I mean, it, essentially, like if Galen Erso had stayed with the Empire, her mom would still be alive. So True. and and you know, Saw kind of messed up her life as well. She was raised by a, like a, basically an extremist fanatic, right? So it would make sense that she's she kinda dislikes the rebellion and, and that her journey is is to see the you know, the rebels as the right cause and you know, and that's kind of like the turn in the film. And you know, when the when her father dies, that's sort of like when it really sort of becomes apparent that, you know, she should follow in his footsteps and, and, and join the the rebel cause. Hey, it makes sense. I
2: like
1: that. Yeah, yeah. What would how do you how would you feel if maybe she was an imperial and came to it from that perspective, like a full one eighty? Um.
0: Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm kind of okay with that. Uh, that's a lot of rewriting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same sort of yeah, same sort of thing. Although we did kind of see that a little bit with the Force Awakens.
2: Yeah. This ties kind of into my fix for getting rid of Edu, actually, because I think what they should do is they should expand. Their time on Jeddah, and have the pilot whose name eludes me. Oh, Bodhi. Bodhi. Yeah. And uh, Galen, mm-hmm. both defect from the Empire and go to Saw. And Saw, because he's now paranoid and extremist, doesn't trust Galen because Galen, of course, has been working for the Empire all this time, yeah. and takes them captive. And so now the rebellion is trying to get them back from Ooh, Saw. Yeah. And and so you have Galen there now. Yeah. And he can still you can still have the character moment where he dies. While he's on Jeddah, but then you don't have to have the stupid side quest off to Edu for no reason, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: but I think that that might tie with that because then she has a reason to leave her imperial life because her father's defected to the rebellion. What's up with that, yeah, yeah. maybe she's under suspicion now, so she has to go on the run, and her life's getting all turned topsy turvy because of this, she doesn't understand why, yeah, 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 I like that yeah those those dovetailed nicely. <laughs>
0: I, I I feel there there's a theme here, and I think uh, I know Liam was mentioning this, and it's kind of even one of my my thoughts too. Is that um, you need if you're going to put Saul Guerrero in this movie, you need your Saul Guerrero, you need to have a bigger bigger. You, yeah,
2: purpose. give Forrest Whitaker more. Yeah, yeah, to time. Do.
1: Yeah, especially because he's the only one who made any interesting acting choices.
0: Yeah, it's this is becoming a kind of a trend in Gareth Edwards' movies because to underuse <laughs> Forrest Whitaker to well, to <laughs> underuse a very good actor because. In uh, Godzilla, Brian Cranston was uh, arguably the best part of that movie, and he just suddenly dies. You know, and you're kind of left you're like, what, why? And then I kind of felt like the same way with uh, with uh, Forest Whitaker, where we're just like, we're just starting to get to know this guy, and he seems he like he's a character with like a very interesting past it seems and you yeah. kind of want to understand him more mm-hmm. But well, then he just decides eh, I'm, I'm done with it all well yeah he like yeah he's he's basically yeah the, the like the lynchpin of the full first half of the movie right mm-hmm. he's yeah. like Jin goes and lives with him and when even meet, meet her it's like oh but we've we have this this defector but he's going to see this guy who's so extreme that we don't even work with him anymore so you're so you're kind of getting this it builds up in the mind of like who is this guy what is he like and then you see him and it's like okay what's going on here he has like this his like, robot legs they ro- yeah they get robot legs yeah there's this weird respirator
1: thing going on He's his got... his tenta- mind reading tentacle mind-reading his... tentacle monster just gets glossed <laughs> yeah, right over i know like, like yeah like a, t- like a mind-reading tentacle monster comes out of nowhere and that's the last we ever see of that. <laughs> yeah and i'm like <laughs>
2: <laughs> what i would have at least liked to have seen it running from the exploding building. With all the other guys, <laughs> yes, with all the other like guys. A, like a mind reading tentacle monster just bugging out. <laughs> <laughs> Zoidrick style,
0: just tentacles flailing in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: no, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I,
1: didn't I, think of that until just now. They really just kind of passed right over his tentacle monster. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, at like, least yeah, like, yeah. Well, and it's funny too
0: because they when he when he first says the word, they're like we're gonna. Literary of it is and it's kind of I kept seeing it and I kept I, mean, I, I was sitting there thinking like is this a Star Wars reference I don't know is this one of those things like I couldn't just like tell like if Forrest, I just like couldn't the, understand yeah but for, like just Forrest Whitaker in general <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, he's, maybe he's just mumbling yeah. too much yeah but yeah no, for sure
1: uh, Liam um, so I want, I'd like to just see I wanted to see more Mads Mikkelsen yeah. and his character and maybe some of him him doing like because everything that he does, you learn from Hologram. Where he's like, "I played the beaten man. I built the thing. I put the flaw so deep they couldn't find it." Yeah, and, July. It's, and it's like I wanted to see him doing that at some point, like having to like you know you, you know when you play a minesweeper at work and you got to close it really quick before yes. the boss comes. <laughs> yeah. Like doing that with like invaders <laughs> over his shoulder, and then he like dispatch the. Uh, so.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking of this like like this like computer screen. It's like add flaw to Death Star Y/N. <laughs> <laughs> Y slash N. Why? closes, yeah. closes yeah. the laptop. <laughs> <it out. laughs> like I wasn't I was, I was looking at porn. I was yeah, definitely yeah. looking at porn. <laughs> uh, so I just
1: wanted more Mads Mikkelsen in that aspect of it of him of his betrayal of the Empire. But we just got very little uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character. Um, and then the big change that I would want to make, as much as I and I feel like that's what we could have done on Edo instead of. You know, uh, blame game in the rain. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like this whole movie is a missed opportunity to do something different with a Star Wars story. Um, in the same way people said like, oh, Force Awakens is just basically yeah, new hope, plot new for hope. plot, New yeah. Hope. This is beat for beat all the other seven Star Wars movies and all the other space adventure movies you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. When they could have done... So we've already got Star Wars movies, like, where there's a war, there's a battle, there's there's people hand-to-hand fighting, armies fighting, space fighting, yeah. war battles. Show me the Star Wars heist movie. The Ocean's yeah. Eleven style, like, yeah. Saul Guerrero and, and KS-01, and all the characters love them or hate them yeah getting together and planning out like an Ocean's Eleven style this or is like, how we're gonna do it yeah. this I is think, how we're gonna I do it I think that even in the marketing that's probably what most people expected. it yeah. yeah and I mean, there's a little bit of I it when it. they're when they're pulling out the like the drives out of the big long white column yeah but meanwhile, there's every other Star Wars battle you've ever seen happening outside. Yeah, Though yeah, it was
2: it a very good Star Wars
1: It was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Yeah. It was fun. But I've yeah, just, I've seen that. I've my, seen that a bunch. My, I've it's, never seen... It's funny,
0: it's funny you yeah. should say that, because my expectation when I first saw the trailer was that I thought that's what it was going to be. I thought yeah. it was going to be like Fast Five, kind of like, yeah. Like, or the, exactly, yeah, at the like,
1: very least, like a Fast Five, yeah, where they're like, we've got this mission. We gotta yeah, take we've got it. these cool We've these cool characters, and we're going to use all
0: their cool abilities, and they're all going to work together to get these these plans, and that's not what happened it was basically yeah cassian and you know cassian and and jen go find it
1: and rest go to get shot at and blowed up yeah so yeah that was been my thing is less big battle action and more like all use all the tropes of every all the best heist movies and put the star wars shellac over it yeah and even if it had been beat for beat the italian job i would have been way more into it yeah um yeah, just driving Austin Minis through space. So. <laughs> an, an opportunity years. for
0: another pod race, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah, just get, do do something other than another Star Wars epic battle. I, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to see a heist movie in space. Hmm. And fair enough. Missed opportunity, in my opinion. Fair enough, Scott.
2: I gave my big one. Oh, okay. Which was get rid of Idu and throw Galen Urso on onto uh, Jeddah in. Sagharera's hands. I do like the idea of having Sagarera's band of rebels not being blown up on Jeddah, so that they can come yeah. save the day on Scarif. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I think the rebellion should still show up, but like, have them be like the first wave. Yeah, they show up right away to to help, and then yeah. you get you kind of get an arc with them, kind of coming back into the. Into maybe, the fold with yeah. the rebellion,
0: and maybe you do something where you actually, like, saw Guerrera, and that's r- how he redeems like, himself. Yeah, yeah, or like that's how, like, yeah, he make they make peace with the rebellion. Like he contacts people, he's like, look, you know, you, you know, this, this, you know, this, you know, so and his ragtag, they're they're risking their lives to save your cause. Yeah, because one of the over here, one of the say.
2: themes in in the in the movie is they really add a lot of shades of gray to the rebellion, and they make it yeah. clear that the rebellion because is like at that, this actually. at this point is very factionalized there's different like motivations there's people with different levels of commitment so if you have saw who was the extremist who had been like i have i want nothing even to do with the rebellion anymore because you're not too extreme enough yeah uh (laughs) to be the one to like reach out to them and be like you need to help us do this to save the galaxy yeah and then that kind of brings the rebellion back together i think that would have been a really cool
0: arc Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah 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 or without without spoiling the end of guardians too um like he does a thing that redeems him where he's like oh we like it like they're worked back into the fold yeah 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 i do like the idea that somehow it all
0: culminates with it like the the rebellion becoming a more unified force I yeah mean, that would be that would be great that'd be a good setup for leading into a new hope when the when the rebellion yeah, feels they, quite strong right? yeah. yeah because it because it, you kind of get the sense that it's yeah this kind of like kind of like dark seedy underhanded thing you're actually in even like early on uh, like the very first time you meet Cassian, he kills two stormtroopers, but also then he kills the informant that tells him that the Death Star is working the super weapon, right? Yeah. So you so even so you so you're kind of under the you get this question, it's like, are the rebels the good guys here? Like they seem to like killing people
2: a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you need to get your hands dirty if you well, want to take true. down the establishment. Well yeah,
0: but I think yeah, it would have been neat had they you had like to be able to kind of bring not not again all these like different pieces together, Sagar and all these other pieces. But, you know, having that kind of defining moment to where, to now where like the, the, you know, the, the empire is now like, oh wait, we need to take these, these people seriously now. Mm-hmm. Not just like, oh, these, just these, these, you know, little terrorists. And I, that would have been an interesting point yeah. too.
2: If, uh, if you had had a moment where you have the empire talking about like rebel factions. Yeah. Like, like not a unified rebellion at that yeah. point. And then you could have this movie be partly about the this rebellion is, coming together as much as it is about like the Rogue One team coming
1: yeah. yeah, stupid joke. I just want to tuck in there. When he's like, "Oh, he shoots the two stormtroopers, and then he shoots the informant." Yeah. I feel like twenty years from now, they're gonna redo all the special effects, and they're gonna have the informant <laughs> shoot first. Oh, yes. and then everyone'll be like, "Cassian shot first oh, in Cassian the original." <laughs> he's a badass asshole who shoots people, uh, and the guards will
0: be holding walkie talkies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Spielberg got his
2: hands in it. Oh, no,
1: no.
0: Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think yeah, like there's, there's, like I said, there's, there's definitely a bit of a, a, a there's. A lot of things you can do it. I think it's just yeah, more more saw, right? Sa yeah. saw, saw seems to be the key. <laughs> All
2: of us seem to want to see more Forrest Whitaker in yeah, this movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. Dear yeah, dear producers. Uh, and Charles Dance's Grandmaf Target. Um yeah, I I would kind of yeah, so the only thing I other changes I would make is and I think I think great Greg touched this is, is we don't we don't need to see Credits power struggle. I don't think that, I think that really adds anything to the movie. Where he's like, or oh wait, more. I want to, or or more, okay,
1: <laughs> like actually go into, like, have the movie be like, why it's important it, that he gets that he gets, yeah, this. like it's almost a bit of an afterthought of him like groveling for Vader and and just being nah, a petulant little bitch. Yeah, a <laughs> guy I want credits. Like, I think either none of that
2: or more of that, right?
1: And like go into the like, why is that important? What does the corporate structure of the Empire look like? Yeah, like is he be trying to become, but I I think. I think
0: if you're gonna do that though, the, like, would you not have to like have him more like in the other movies then, in like in the, in the
1: maybe, or that could just tie into my suggestion of like more Mads Mikkelsen, yeah, of like how his relationship with Mads Mikkelsen, this guy that he's been holding at gunpoint to make a super weapon for yeah. twenty years, like, what does that work relationship look like? Yeah, you know, yeah, because isn't
0: there like a flashback where they're like like chilling in like an apartment having drinks? That was, I there. think
2: that was before the. Agrarian lifestyle yeah, on the be, idyllic grass planet before yeah. they're blue milk farmers. <laughs> before they become blue milk uh, farmers, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, no,
0: I think I think we've got a,
1: a pretty good movie here. The only other thing I kind of wanted to see was like I know you said you you didn't like as all the nods to the other Star Wars movies that yeah. like they're very ham fisted. I do kind of like the idea that we get like the overall premise of this movie of like what is the story of how they got the plans for the Death Star and maybe it's just the like the the sort of comic book complete like world building completionist in me that wants to see yeah. more threads tied together like more ways that oh that thing was in that one movie because here's the setup for that. Yeah. Um I thought that was really cool and I kind of started thinking about like other movies that would be interesting to see not necessarily prequels, but like what story is happening in tandem with this movie we already know and love. Okay. Uh, so I came, I was at work today. I probably should have been working harder, but I came up with some <laughs> examples of like, so for example, like in the MCU, yeah. uh, uh, the mammoth cinematic universe, yeah. uh, I want to see the scene where like, what is Alec Baldwin doing all day before he stops by Glengarry Glenn Glen Ross to give them the stack of leads <laughs> i watched that movie. Yeah, like, you know, he's, like, he works really hard. He gets all these leads, then he stops by, grills them all, always be closing, and then he yeah. goes off to do whatever it is that character did. Yeah, to go um, and earn another watch. Yeah, <laughs> go earn another well, watch. He's just lousy with steak knives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I want to know how the body came to just be in the forest in Stand By Me. <sighs> like, how that guy ended up dying in the woods. <laughs> um, I thought that'd be an interesting movie. Um, uh, I like the idea of, like, maybe a, an old man... Uh, telling a story to his grandson uh, about the the adventures of the Dread Pirate Roberts, and it's ah, like yeah, yeah, like it just that the the, story, the different old man grandpa, like yeah. it's Alan Alda or something, like reading to like <laughs> like a, another young '80s TV actor, and it's the whole Dread Pirate Roberts story. Um, you can even do you can go full original, just an entire original cast, original story, original problems, as long as it is set in the suburbs. Uh, and at the very end of the movie, somebody throws, like, a white plastic bag out a window. Yeah. And it starts blowing in the wind. <laughs> uh, and then just, like, Kevin Spacey's, like, looking at it. Uh, and, there's, and then the last one I had is I want to see, um, like, three young women uh, sort of just, like, wearing a shirt... Uh, and wearing shoes, but they're just in their panties. They don't have any pants on. Uh, While well, their fourth friend goes have goes and has like life affirming adventures in the pants that fit them all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, what are the other three girls doing when they don't have the pants? Our pants? <laughs> just three girls standing around being like, where's our pants? I, 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 pants I
0: see it having like a nice like the trailer being like that great classic like eighties. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like voiceover. These three
1: girls have no pants. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So <laughs> movies movies that happen in tandem to other favorite like famous it. movies. I like
0: it. In the whole new whole new subgenre. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, uh, do we want to gonna... do social media stuff? Oh sure, yeah. Let's read, read some read some comments on the social medias. What do you got? Uh, do you have uh, Facebook pulled up? I've uh, got Twitter pulled up. I don't team. have Facebook pulled up, but I can try to get to okay, it. Okay. So on Twitter, oh, I may have lost it. Oh, here we go. Um, Darwin says, "Here's a note. That movie diminishes a New Hope dramatically." Uh, which I kind of, I don't know. I mean, he's kind of like, I think I agree with that as well. Like, I just kind of feel like the, the whole, I didn't need to see the lead up to
1: that, like the threads tie that closely <laughs> well, as you That's told. also the problem with the three prequels.
0: Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, need to mm-hmm. Galactic
1: or Senate trade wars. Yeah,
0: the cool thing about, the, the, about uh, Obi-Wan's story, at the beginning of New Hope, is that it's pretty vague and your imagination fills in mm-hmm. the rest for you. Yeah. that's how he, that's how George Lucas created a, a, a universe that felt lived in 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 A New Hope. This is it's just like just giving you little bits and just letting your
2: imagination do it. You, you, you fought in the Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what are the Clone a, Wars? Right in the action. Cool. You yeah. New Hope. The you're woods, dropped woods, right woods.
1: in the middle of this middle of a conflict. Yeah. It does
0: trick us into thinking we want to see the cl- Clone Wars, but we don't. No.
1: <laughs> we don't.
0: <laughs> Um, Jay Runham, friend of the show, said it needed some
1: uh, Ewoks and
0: Gungans. Uh, maybe some pod racing, which we did mention, and we thought that it maybe could use... Or, uh,
1: like, a different sport. Like, a whole other... Like, that would have been interesting if they're playing, like, you know, Quidditch or something. Like, they're... Space Quidditch. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, this is pretty much right in line with, uh, what, uh, Scott was, uh, proposing. David Moss says, less Jetta, more Scarif, no edu. Uh, make J- uh, Jin choose between saving her father or the plans and, and give her some agency.
2: Actually, that's a good idea. Having to choose between the plans and the greater good or the more personal choice with her father. Yeah. yeah. And that would be a heartbreaking choice to make. And she obviously she would have to choose the plans. Yeah, because
0: the whole the movie kind of hinges on sacrifice, right? So yeah. that's kind of right in line with the themes. Yeah. Or at least it, it's, it thinks it's hinging on sacrifice, yes. but it kind of misses a mark on that. Though. A little
2: bit. But that would, that would be a good way to give her some agency, yes. And, I mean, her father would be the first to say, you should choose the plans. So, I mean, she's making the right choice, but giving her the the power to, to, do. to do that, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Scott? Or uh, Colin? Yeah, I got yeah. the other guy. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't have the social media in front of me. <laughs> He's just got a beer. Delicious podcast right. juice. <laughs>
0: Uh, so on our I have some most Facebook page, uh, a couple comments we've got here. Uh, Matthew says he is unsubscribing from our <laughs> from our Facebook page uh, for even discussing uh, Rogue One. Yes so I'm not some, sure whether, whether people whether were kind he's... of upset that we were fixing Rogue One. They uh,
2: felt maybe that this is was... Look, people understand. Just because a movie is good doesn't mean there aren't ways that it could be made better. That's
0: right. Yeah.
2: And that means that sometimes we're gonna look at the bad, bad movies. Sometimes we're going to look at the pretty good movies and see how we could tighten the screws a little bit. You can get mad at us when we do God with the Wind. Yeah, or other... <laughs> what your, how
1: would you guys improve Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> yeah. Add that
2: to well, the let list.
0: Let me <laughs> <laughs> like tell you about two. Morgan Freeman. I cut him right away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Evan says uh, it's perfect for what it is. It was one of the best Star Wars films ever made. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's above the fifty percent mark. We could we no, could I go into just below
2: it. We could go into detail about how we would fix The Empire Strikes Back, people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I got three I got three looks at the table when I said that out loud. <laughs> um,
0: mark says he wants to see less uh, CGI. Uh, Peter Cushing. Um, the end battle thing on the moon could have been shorter. Uh, in,
2: in regards to cgi peter cushing yeah. they oh, could have Polar still done Arkin. it they, they could have still done it but um and when we first saw it in the theater anita had pointed this out she thought that we were only ever going to kind of like see him from behind or reflected in the glass or via yeah. hologram or something like the first time they come up behind him and you kind of see his reflection in the glass yeah, looks she gasped anita yeah. gasped in the theater yeah and then he turned around yeah. and it was twenty lines of dialogue? Yeah, and yeah. it was, and it was like, oh, okay, they're they're like going full in on this. Yeah. So they could have maybe cheated it a little, and maybe that would have worked better.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Given him the sort of the same air that the Emperor does in the original trilogy, where yeah. you don't yeah. see a whole lot of them.
2: Yeah, like he can yeah. still he can still have a lot to say, but he does it via communication. He does yeah. it with his back turned to you. You still get like that hint of Tarkin, like, yeah. but you don't you don't ruin the illusion in it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah. For sure. Um, the, uh, Mark kind has says a lot of things that, uh, you know, Mark, Matt, uh, Mads Bickelson, Donnie Yen, and Forrest Whitaker are all great in the film, but they uh, don't really get used all that much. Uh, we didn't really talk that much about Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen was actually pretty awesome.
2: He was good. Yeah. I had read, um, and I, I'm not going to take credit for this, but I had read an interesting way that they could have had his death play out better was for him to do his I am one with the force mantra and walk out into the middle of that crossfire and get shot yeah. And then Crumple and his gun-toting friend be like, no! Mm-hmm. And him, like, wave him off and then reach out and pull the switch with the Force. Oh, as yeah. his dying moment. Yeah. And I was like, that would have been amazing! <laughs> yeah. Like, it's still cool that he walks into a crossfire and comes out unscathed because yeah. he's one with the Force. But yeah. for him to just have that one moment where he actually uses the Force, yeah. I think would have been a better payoff to his character.
0: The other thing you could have done is have um, the Force continually let him down throughout the movie like he's because he's <laughs> so kind of, that so that when he gets the moment when he gets the moment him, where it helps him yeah then he then it's an amazing moment or yeah like he just you know his, his belief in it just uh, finally cut, pays off through everything yeah and finally pays off i like that too actually yeah <clears throat> uh deja says uh he actually has a lot thing to say but he says sorry breaking your words but there's a lot of things wrong with rogue one uh too much lame fan service, as Greg was mentioning boring characters are almost impossible to care about as right. Colin was saying, an mm-hmm. unfocused plot, and the but the protagonist has very little urgency in the events unfolding around. Which is what Liam and I were saying. <laughs> <laughs> so very, very. Oh, true. You should have Deja on the podcast. I guess <laughs> yeah. had it all covered. Basically, uh, he says, uh, "Let's not pretend it's a great movie, though." He says, "It's not a great movie, but it's uh, it's better than it has any right to be." Um, Tyler says he really liked the movie. It was a great reason for the Philip on the Death Star and right where Episode four begins. Uh a couple of his biggest issues were he um, actually thought Saw Guerrera, Tarkin, Tarkin, and C-3PO and R2-D2 are, are unnecessary. Uh, I think we would say Saw Gerrera is very necessary. <laughs> and maybe he gets his own Star Wars uh, story.
2: Uh, he's all up in the Rebels and he's in the Clone Wars cartoon.
0: Is he really? Yeah. Okay.
2: He, uh, as I understand it, he has a whole character arc in uh, like a full season of Rebels. Oh. So you, oh, get, you do get more of his character in some of the ancillary stuff. Yeah. Uh, Rebels but... is pretty good. So is the Clone Wars cartoon. Go check them out.
0: Yeah, yeah. They also didn't really care for Vader booting in the lava castle, Um, lava mansion. The the uh, the lava mansion. The kyber crystal MacGuffin does nothing. I don't think that's right. The the kyber the kyber crystal isn't the MacGuffin. The plans are the MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not sure. Also, because
2: kyber crystals are what power lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean that the Death Star laser is a giant lightsaber? Because that is that's kind of the implication. Yeah. That was that was that was kind of what I thought they were implying.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, they basically sure. say like, "Oh, yeah, Kyber crystals power." Like basically
2: crystals. reverse engineering Jedi technology into a planet-killing super-weapon? Yeah, that's amazing. There
0: you go. Why uh, can't the, uh, the the Death Star just like why can't the the beam just be sustained and then it just and like, just rotates. like whips around yeah, and it just like, cuts destroys planets. an entire <laughs> just like just, just like just very slowly like a, slowly yeah. and, like, a planet will saw. <laughs> maybe when it's finally it. at full power, that's the plan. Yeah, I guess. Just, maybe that's more or less what we saw in in the Force Awakens.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's kind of all we got on the Facebooks. Thanks to everybody for writing in all those comments. You uh, you we wrote far more than we could read, but we appreciate reading yep. everything, and uh, it's lots of fun reading it, so thanks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that's it for nice. Uh, Liam, thanks for being on the show today. Where, oh, can, where uh, can
1: people find you uh, online or in person? Um, In person, I do stand-up comedy all over Edmonton. If you're ever at uh, The Empress on Sunday nights or The Underdog on Thursdays, you'll often find me there. I'm also part of Yeg D&D. It's a Dungeons & Dragons improv show. Uh, with <laughs> cool. shows, our next one's on March... Not March it's May uh, last Saturday in May describe um, that for me I'm, I'm, I'm the Dungeons I'm heard, Dragons yeah, improv show yeah so we do we throw um, we used to have big inflatable 20 sided die but they kept popping okay. so one of our fans made us these like really light foam ones yeah so we threw a big 20 sided die in the audience and that's sort of how we that's sort of our improv suggestion okay. of like if it goes this number we do this if we yeah. go this number it does that and then otherwise we just do long form improv so we uh, act out Uh, a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, um, uh, during the Fringe, we do a full, every, I mean, you don't have to come to every episode to get it, but we do, like, a campaign throughout the Fringe, and then our monthly show is, like, standoff, one-off adventures, with a rotating cast of PCs, um, I play Turgid the Necromancer. Um, just full-blown dark necromancer. Very creepy. Very uh, uh, good. And that's fun. Uh, but my the main thing you can find me on for the internet is uh, thedebutants.ca. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the sketch group that I am a part of and I uh, organize. Um, I'd like to plug my own social media stuff, but I haven't been have tweeted anything in a while. My up, my website is like two years out of date. So <laughs> go to the Debutants. That's all up, up to date. So lots of great sketches. Um, and we do a show every other Wednesday called Odd Wednesday. Yeah. Cool. And where are are your shows usually playing? Uh, Odd Wednesday is at the Sewing Machine Factory. Yeah. Uh, So, under the Mill Creek Cafe on White Ave. Okay. And that's every other Wednesday. Um, Yesterday was the... I can't remember when we have just go to Debutants. it's on the it's on the Facebook right you guys okay. have a Facebook page yeah we have a Facebook page debutants.ca I'll give you all the details so, it's every other Wednesday so, so if you're
0: in the Edmonton area go check that out if you're not in the Edmonton area travel to the Edmonton area or check, out, check out the debutants.ca because we have video sketches oh as perfect well. there you go I can do that too uh, you can find us uh, lots of different places uh, online uh, Instagram Twitter Facebook all that I have <laughs> some notes podcast also on Google Play iTunes and Stitcher Radio uh subscribe leave a comment let us know what you thought of the show and yeah leave us a little review it always helps helps the pro helps the podcast help the show And, and lets us know you guys care which we know you guys do uh, we got. Uh, we're going to be kind of cramming through some movies here the next next little while. Yeah, here. we got to we got to we got to make a whole lot of we episodes got... <laughs> ahead of. Uh, Colin and I are both having kids in September, so yeah. we got to get a lot in, <laughs> so that we've got uh, some episodes bank to keep you guys entertained throughout you, the yeah, winter season. Yeah, if you actually have uh, suggestions on movies you'd actually like like us to chat about, uh, we would actually gladly hear them. Yeah, just uh, just leave leave a comment on Facebook or Instagram or wherever to say hey, about you guys do these movies and. We'll, uh, we'll do. Yeah. Or we'll talk you. Yeah, if you want us you want us to avoid fixing your favorite movies like Rogue <laughs> One, then <laughs> maybe suggest something you'd like us to fix. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh
0: other than that, uh, thanks for everyone uh, for listening and yeah, we will see you next time. Well we won't see you.
2: Podcast.
0: you podcast Keep watching the sky. We can
2: see you through your headphones.